Here the old gods are dead. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, uh, this is a Creepy Wee Podcast. I'm Rebecca with Liam. <laughs> Say hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of like a special way to say hi today, so I thought I'll observe a 10-second silence uh, for whatever reason. Watch me cut the silence down. <laughs> um, me and Liam's life updates, we seen each other... Last week we went, was it two weeks ago now? It might have been directly after the last episode. Ah, uh, we went to see Haim in Glasgow. We watched Haim perform a live podcast. It was, it was something. Like there's sometimes an artist will speak and you're like, oh my God, yes, like so true. And then they just keep talking and you're like, yes. And it really resonates with you. This was not one of those times. Uh, <laughs> but they did it anyway. That was yeah, there was one point where you went away for a drink and came back, and you were like, were "We're still, still talking." talking. <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out. I can't remember much. There was a picture of me on the Creepy Wee Podcast Instagram, looking busted as fuck. Like, remember that time yeah, RuPaul was busted as fuck? <laughs> that was me. I looked honking, and I, in the morning I seen it, and I was like, "I'm actually too hung hungover to even give a fucking delete that." Hundreds <laughs> of people have seen it now. It's too late. I know. Um, yeah, they talked a lot. I also blacked out. Apparently there was confetti at the end. Do not remember that whatsoever. <laughs> you, like literally did not know this happened until like two days ago when you were well, like Well you didn't you didn't think you had blacked out until I went, Oh, and the confetti that I didn't know about that my girlfriend had to tell me about and you were like, There was confetti and I was like, I think you blacked out too. <laughs> Like, we were being really annoying. Like, maybe it was for the best. Yeah. <laughs> if, anyone was, if anyone's like, those group of girls and that gay boy were being annoying at home, that was us. <laughs> <laughs> that was us. If you were near the back, I'm so sorry. Actually, no, no I had fun. Mind, like, a guy, like, turned around to Alex and went, can you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's and it was during like one of Heim's soliloquies. So like, yeah, and it's like 
You've got to make your in entertainment when the artist is like just rambling. Like it, was, I it wouldn't that. be so bad, but it was like so corny. Like, I know they're so... very millennial American, eh? Yeah, but like London got Taylor Swift and we got that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like sometimes I just want people to have a little bit of like I don't know familial trauma, like you know that fiction. It's like break the break the cycle and then the the gay person said it's not giving that <laughs> <laughs> well it was still fun it was still, it still was really fun oh yeah the encore was really good and also i liked how my song five sounded different yeah like, the the wee mix up they did with that that was cute I can't remember. Me saying yes, like I can recall anything apart yes. from us leaving. You, you going, yes, I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember me from Monaco? I can go on like this. <laughs> um, what else update? Oh, we're releasing merch hopefully by the end of the week. If you didn't follow us on Instagram, mayhaps you should do that because... The t-shirts and that are up there. There's going to be a t-shirt, a tote bag, a different kind of t-shirt and a mug up on the store um, that I have slaved there by hand. I'm joking. It was actually quite easy because I did that for my job. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I just spilled on mine today. Yeah, I, I got must- I got mustard on my t-shirt. I was eating a plum before I came on this call and now there's like a big red squirt stain on it. So. <laughs> if anybody wants to turn theirs into like a vest or like a tank or a crop top, we would love to see it. Yeah. So when they go on sale, like tag us because we want to see how sexy you all look. Although you'll know like as sexy as Liam in his. I ate. You I ate. ate. I'm so sorry, but I ate. I do have a picture in mine. She's eating your honour. No crumbs. No crumbs. What else? Oh, well, it's a Lewis Chessman design that's on the T-shirt. And I went to the National Museum two Sundays ago. It was bad. It was bad. like me and my pal Caitlin went and we were like walking around. I was enjoying myself. The National Museum in Edinburgh is just full, full of coins. That's like mm. the history that it contains. Like, of it, there's like a science part and there's stuff about nature, but like in the the new bit of the building, it's all like actual history of Scotland and it's just all coins and monarchy. And then there, for the amount that like Edinburgh museums pump up the fact that they've got Lewis Chessmen, they're on the worst display ever. Like the display in London is shit, but it's arguably better than the one that's in Edinburgh. I could not, <laughs> I was so underwhelmed. So underwhelmed. I was raging actually. I was like, I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> I'm going to start a not petition. <laughs> just give them back to Lewis. If you're going to do something that underwhelming, you might as well just send them back to where they came from. It's just the fact that they literally designed themselves. If you know what I mean, like, like it's not hard to make uh, them look good. Like they, uh, like they come. For with, example, like, your t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, they come with the vision attached. Like, <laughs> I know. but they didn't even put them on like a chessboard. They didn't even do anything that creative. It's like a piece of wood or tile that's been like there's like squares etched into it, but not they're no different shades. It's just one block cream coloured slab that they're sitting on and yeah. none of them are raised they're all just in a wee row I'm like at no, least make them play a game like it's literally like they said I'm going to be so 
Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm believing that. <laughs> no, me building a k- Catan board and it looking better than the Your Catan board chest. is better than the display. <laughs> and for context, uh, the business that I work in has a laser engraver that engraves wood. So I've just been b- building myself a Catan board that I'm painting and stuff, and it arguably looks better than the display. Actually, Edinburgh Museum, get in contact if you want me to laser cut you a better design <laughs> from the Lewis Chessman display. They could have put, like, waves or something on it, like something cool, like kind of like Celtic-y, kind of swirly designs, but not... Literally anything. They could have designed anything. They could have put party hats on the Lewis Chessman. <laughs> Wait, that would be funny. <laughs> Should I so get into a, should I get into a spooky hole? This one's quite long. Okay, yeah, do it. Be free. So this is for Bestie Zoe. It's about her uncle Alan. She starts. Basically, my uncle Alan is very skeptic and not very enthused by the paranormal. However, boy is he fucking haunted. Clearly. Oh, I love when a story starts like that. <laughs> I know. I know. This is very long. However. <laughs> Let me tell you. So He's had weirdly ghostly instances throughout his life, and there may be more, but he doesn't f- really feel the need to talk about them much. There's three occurrences that spring to mind. I'm just going to read one, and I'm going to I'm going to do these. She's getting a wee zaga for this. Like <laughs> they're they're really good. She she saved the best for last, but. She says, a police granddad and a nurse gran with night shift hours meant my uncle and my dad needed looked after. They had an elderly neighbour, unfortunately his wife and son died a decade before I believe, and he was nice enough to keep them entertained and took them on trips away to fish etc. My dad was o- was the older brother and had co- cool kid things to be doing so Alan and Nick, the man, were closer and they'd see each other occasionally well into Alan's young adult life. When he moves out of Drumchapel and into a flat with his misses he remembered waking up in the middle of the night and seeing the neighbor at the end of the bed just lightly mm. tapping on his feet to wake him up and saying right alan that's me away son i'll see you at some point i'm sure love you alan of course is half asleep and wasn't alarmed by him being there just thinking it was a dream and saying a half-hearted bye when he woke up the door was left ajar he and his girlfriend hadn't gotten up in the middle of the night however skeptic person he he just deleted it from his brain and didn't think about it again it wasn't until my gran phoned him a week later to catch up and was like oh i've completely forgot to tell you nick passed away last week he passed away pretty quickly and quietly i'm sure my gran used the phrase that's him away which was a bit jarring <laughs> but also scott slang is a wonderful thing so it could just be that who else is gag <laughs> I'm gagged. <laughs> this email was really good. There's too many to go. So no, next episode we'll get like we'll get stuff. we'll get the sitting door and first part maybe in the next episode. But uh, these got sent in like last month, and I was like, no, I'm keeping these for like a a, a ooky spooky ghosty episode. So that's a good one. Eh? That is a good one. That's I like love when like folk me. tell me get ghost stories. Whenever I'm drunk, real. I'm like, whenever I'm drunk, I'm like, so has anybody got any hauntings that you want to talk about? <laughs> I get the ball rolling. <laughs> you That's get a good notepad one. and paper, no, no pad and paper, notepad and pen, and you're like, okay, okay, monetizing this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone got any content? <laughs> My pal last night actually was sending me voice notes. She was in the pub asking folk for ghost stories and got like a really good one. <laughs> and then like immediately, immediately sent it to me. <laughs> I might play it. 
What was it she was saying? The person that she was talking to was on a tour in a castle where her husband, and it was like a really good like tour where this man was walking them through the castle and stuff like that. And then in the morning when they were gone away, they were like, oh, you'll hate to tell such and such that he gave a really good tour in that. And then the staff at the hotel were like, he's been dead for five years, <gasps> which is great marketing. I was like oh, that's so scary and my pal was like I'm pretty sure it was just like a marketing technique and I was like a fucking good one though yeah as speaking of tours my old flatmate she went on a tour of Edinburgh Dungeons Mm-hmm. And she's like always been a little bit spooky, spooky, spiritually inclined. Like she has like visions and shit. Love. It's alarming. You bleep out her name. <laughs> yeah, she went on a tour of the Edinburgh Dungeons. Oh, relates with episode. Good segue. <laughs> she went to the Edinburgh Dungeons, and then they were in this like room, and the person was talking, and then she she started having like this like coming to God moment, oh. like like flashes of seeing like the words boots and click keys and. Like boots, boot the high step, or not boot the high step, like you know, like stuff like that. She tells the story better, but I'm just. Uh, and then they were like, "Oh, that's weird." And they took her to this other room, and she got to read this book, and and it was like the foreman, the the foreman, <laughs> the foreman of that area was like his name was Boots, um, and yeah, because he had big like boots that he mm-hmm. walked around in. Also, love, are you ready, Boots? And then because she, she heard like keys, like clinking and apparently like uh one of the passages in the about him like like you could hear him before you saw him because he had all the keys <gasps> for like the area she's proper psychic yeah that was weird that's how my nana gets visions and she's like proper psychic and she's like oh yeah <laughs> put money on red <laughs> <laughs> what was it when my nana so my nana has like visions like that like during the day but at night like a lot of like dead relatives and like her husband and stuff will come to see her in her dreams and every time she meets up with them she's in a cafe (laughs) (laughs) and because she was always telling me and my sister about it like because every time i see her i'm like oh is anything spooky happened to you and she's like oh let me tell you so i was in a cafe and uh, and your pop walked in or my dad walked in and i'm like and it was ali that clicked was like nana like why are you always in cafes when you meet like your dead relatives and she was like oh it must just be because i'm comfortable i love a cafe so that was that <laughs> that's how my nana's psychic not her making ghosts meet her at Starbucks for her iced coffee. <laughs> Love. Um, anyway, speaking of Edinburgh Dungeons, this episode's gonna kind of be well is very much a continuation of the Stirling Ca- Castle's ghosts episode, but this time we're doing Edinburgh Castle Castle Ghost Saga. Castle we're like the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe for Scottish ghosts. <laughs> 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 and they're all Mary Queen Scots. <laughs> they're all Mary Queen Scots. I can't wait to do an episode where it's just the haunts of Mary Queen Scots. Because <laughs> I want to do like a two-part episode of Mary Queen Scots and then follow it up with like San Mer Lighthearted about where she like haunts. Because they're every castle in Scotland. I remember reading an article that was like every castle in Scotland has a Mary Queen of Scots like story attached to it. Like it's very rare for a castle in Scotland to know say it's haunted by Mary Queen Scots. Yeah. I would like to get into that. This is a castle that's no haunted by Mary Queen of Scots. So we'll take a wee break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Edinburgh Castle Ghosties. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So Edinburgh Castle is a stronghold that's built into a craggy and extinct volcano known as Castle Rock. The castle towers above the city at 443 feet above sea level. Castle Rock has been the site of human activity for at least 3,000 years and by 600 CE, a Celtic tribe called the Votadini or the Gododin had built Yeah. I definitely got Votadini right. Anyway, <laughs> podcasting's just a bit mispronounced and stuff. Um, so this this <laughs> this Celtic tribe had uh, built a hill fort called Aidan's Hill Fort on the rock. But the first king of Scotland who was known to have residence on Castle Rock was Malcolm Canmore, who reigned from 1058 to 1093. Malcolm's wife, Queen Margaret, later canonised as Saint Margaret, died oh. in the castle in 1093, and she was commemorated with a chapel being built inside the castle walls this still stands and it's the oldest surviving structure on the castle grounds so the rest of the fortress around about it was just kind of like torn down built back up and eventually to what it is today episode definitely coming on queen margaret because i personally am so obsessed with her even though it's no scary at all i can do what i want yeah but she's like cunty so that's kind of like a subgenre yeah. of this podcast <laughs> she was literally so pious they were like you can be a saint <laughs> no miracles just piety <laughs> so edinburgh castle has been the scene for many famous sieges wars and murders see episode eight scotland's game of thrones so it's no mystery as to why edinburgh castle is said to be the most haunted place in scotland although i very much beg to differ yeah but in creepy wee podcast fashion i'll start us off by speaking about a ghosty lady the great lady 
we're gonna have to put a progressive pride flag by the end of this podcast like it's so, so <laughs> just different colored ghosts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're all different shades of mary queenie scott <laughs> <laughs> so apparitions of the gray lady have been reported around the castle by tourists and staff and she's thought to be the ghosty janet douglas lady Iglamis. period <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see you. I know. <laughs> me. But like, I'm so excited by that. <laughs> I could only do like, uh, like hand gestures. I'm doing a hand jive right now for everyone else. <laughs> so the way that we get so excited if it goes so long. <laughs> this story is kind of based on James the Fifth. So Mary Queenie Scots's dad, James the Sixth's grandfather, having a beef with the Douglas family. The Douglas family were very much hated by James, and for good reason. Janet's brother. Archibald Douglas, 6th early Angus, was the king's stepfather and Angus had imprisoned James when he was wee and James's hatred for the for Angus kind of extended to his family, which included Janet. James had broken free for the Douglas family in December 1528 and he summoned Janet to Edinburgh Castle for a trial of treason. She was accused, like among others, of bringing supporters of the early Angus to Edinburgh in June of that year and she was eventually made exempt for legal proceedings and was free until about nine years later. I would just like to note that her brothers were exiled in England during yeah. these trials, but she kind of got away with it. Uh, it was Sunny Day with like, the fact that she was on like a religious pilgrimage or something that kind of like... What is yeah. that called? Like when you're knowledge to arrest somebody? Immunity. Immunity. Yeah. That's the one. So on July 17th, 1537, Janet was convicted of planning to poison the king and communicating with her brothers who were exiled in England. James accused Janet of using witchcraft against him. Although it was clear that the accusations were false, she was imprisoned where her husband, who escaped but was later killed, and they were both held in the dungeon of Edinburgh Castle. So it was easy for James to imprison Janet, but actually convicting her was much more difficult. Convicting people for witchcraft doesn't actually seem that difficult, but no. the source seems to say that it was difficult for James <laughs> to maybe it was because Janet was was highborn that it might have been more difficult yeah, she was um, a, um, a lady so a, it's a lady. yes so to gain evidence James had Janet's family members and her servants subjected to torture to get false confessions so that would be like typical Scottish torture methods so it would be thumb screws and then the boot uh, what episode did we do that in? What? Didn't that was a lot of callbacks. Tollbooth? The Tollbooth. It was the Tollbooth <laughs> episode. So Janet is convicted and she's burnt at the stake in July 1537 at Edinburgh Castle. Her young son is forced to watch as she burns. And this happens in the like Edinburgh Castle mm-hmm. courtyard, I believe. It's thought that this gruesome death has led her spirit to become attached to the area where she died, although she more popularly haunts her home at Glamis Castle, which I think might be the most haunted place in Scotland. Yeah, name like a single like Lady Glamis that wasn't like executed and haunted somewhere like you know the queen mother (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no we'll take glamis castle because there's many a many a haunt there no just vampires like we mentioned in episode two actually i have something to say on that one i read something about the gray lady and some people think it's marie de guise or de guise uh mary Mary yeah yeah some people think it's her i've read yeah, I did read that as well. But I the, think that your theory is better. 
post. Yeah. For, for when you read articles about the places that Mary Queen of Scots haunts, they're like, actually, she doesn't haunt Edinburgh Castle. That's because her mum does. <laughs> <laughs> like, they've got some, like, territorial hang on. Like, Mary Queen of Scots couldn't possibly haunt here because her mum does. And it's like, well, Mary Queen of Scots is also haunting, like, 30 other castles. So what is it? <laughs> yeah. Why not there? I guess, was she there a lot? Edinburgh Castle? Yeah. Yeah, actually. She spent most her time in Holyrood Palace, and that's only down the road. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of. <laughs> oh, speaking of. Okay, speaking good of. segue. Basically, due to the turbulent war-torn times in which Edinburgh Castle was built, it's like logical to assume that there's like contingency plans in place, shall we say, for like getting like the highborns and the clergymen like out, like the people who are most likely to face persecution if mm-hmm. the castle was stormed. So there, there's. There's exit plans everywhere. And in fact, it has long been rumoured that Edinburgh Castle does have a lot of secret escape tunnels that go under the castle, allegedly, for these important figures to escape from. The most famous of these rumours is that Edinburgh mm-hmm. Castle is like linked to Holyrood Palace by like mm-hmm. a tunnel that goes down underneath and along the Royal Mile. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> There's uh, <laughs> actually rumours that um, Mary, Queen of Scots, used such tunnels for like her like late night smooches and such. Like, with oh her no, many, I believe. With I her believe. many alleged suitors. One particular story suggests that an entrance to one of these tunnels became like discovered and a lot of curiosity surrounding the tunnel led to people obviously wanting to know like oh where the fuck does this go conveniently the the tunnel was very small so no man could fit in it so okay, they thought Mary Queen of Scots and her lovers can yeah that's what I mean like how could <laughs> this the math isn't mathing around this one but anyway allegedly a boy and his bagpipes can fit in a tunnel that a man can fit in. <laughs> a boy and his bagpipes. <laughs> a boy and his bagpipes, which are probably the height of a man when you put those two things together. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so the people wanted to know where it went and they said, okay, you, we guy, go in the tunnel and then you play your bagpipes as loud as you can and we'll go above ground and then follow you along the tunnel. <laughs> So, like, they were walking down the Royal Mile with this boy, like, playing his bagpipes as loud as possible, listening to it, like, sort of, like, hum through the ground. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, static. This boy did his best Amy Dune era. Like, he just gone-girled himself. No, no. <laughs> gone. And they were like, oh, that's not good. They waited a minute. They were like, oh, no noise. <laughs> so there were a few... um sort of like excavation teams I guess you could say like rescue oh really did they actually try to get them allegedly in Edinburgh history I would assume that they would have just been like oh well (laughs) (laughs) that was a good afternoon wasn't it (laughs) we'll try with another boy later on (laughs) 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 yeah so they got like yeah they got to the Tronkirk and then that's where everything sort of stopped which is like no longer a church but it's like a very nice building and it's in the Royal Mile very iconic I'd suggest you go look at it it's across from a Starbucks, so you might see Becca's granny talking to her dead relatives <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can go get your iced latte, see a ghost. Um, anyway, they went back and they tried to rescue him, but no one found him. They could not find him. Obviously, it was suspected that he died. And since then, many people have said that they've been able to hear faint muffled bagpipe noises underfoot in the Royal Mile from time to time. 
them. Maybe it's just the fact that there's like 20 guys playing bagpipes at a time on the Royal <laughs> Mail. <laughs> You're just hearing the faint bagpipes in the distance. <laughs> Might be that, or maybe there's a ghost underneath you, who knows. For many years, there wasn't a lot of solid evidence for these tunnels, but it is actually now known. And I think since like the 1980s, it's been pretty well documented that Edinburgh has like whole cities underneath it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, extensive tunnels and vaults and such and there are like like all castles there's like tunnels underneath Edinburgh Castle it's no exception yeah but they don't run through the castle to them yeah how to would, Hollywood Palace yeah what kind of mole man behavior would have needed to occur for them to do that I mean like, it kind of does like so spoilers for any Mary Queen of Scots history out there but when Mary Queen of Scots's husband Lord Darnley was killed Mary Queen of Scots had just visited Holyrood Palace and that's where he had been killed he was killed in an explosion in yeah. Holyrood Palace but Mary Queen of Scots managed to miss it and very quickly returned to a party that was happening elsewhere so like <laughs> mayhaps she used the tunnels club. maybe she was <laughs> another club <laughs> I can't wait to reuse that joke when we do a Mary Queen of Scots episode, but <laughs> there you go, some food for thought. Maybe that's how Mary Queen of Scots got away with murder. Which she almost did. Man. She almost did. Um, no, she didn't. <laughs> she was literally beheaded for that. <laughs> I mean, I don't personally really believe that that happened, because like you say, in like olden times in Edinburgh, would you? But it's a nice story. It's a nice mm-hmm. story. Although one time when I was like going through the Royal Mile, it must have been like... 5 or 6 a.m. I was running through the train. You know how you can go down those steps? Uh-huh. Those, like, nice steps. Anyway, I was, like, running, and I, like, thought I heard my phone, but my phone was dead because I'd been out all night. Club, uh-huh. no sleep, another club. <laughs> um, and I was like, what the fuck was that? And it was, like, a, like, a morning noise. So I could believe it was true, but also I was very hungover, so it could just have been the sound of my own brain, like, vibrating. <laughs> uh, you were just hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> running for the train. Well... Speaking of ghost musicians, Edinburgh Castle actually has a ghost drummer boy. Maybe he and the bagpiper <laughs> could like start their own band. <laughs> There's also an Edinburgh Castle saxophone player. <laughs> and they were all part of a blues band again. <laughs> so this ghost drummer boy was seen for the first time in 1650 by Castle staff. He was circling the courtyard. Again, the courtyard must be absolutely piled with ghosts at this point if Janet is also walking around there and the drummer boy. But apparently they seen they heard like the the like kind of drums and they like look into the courtyard and there's a wee boy walking around just in circles rapping on his drum. Upon closer inspection, frightened castle servants saw that the young boy was headless. I'm not being funny, but if I've seen somebody walking without a head, that would be the first thing I notice. I'm that might surpass the drum. <laughs> so, too afraid to approach, they left him in the courtyard to continue his playing, and he drummed his steady march straight through the night and vanished by morning. What a castle staff had not realised at the time, was that his ghostly appearance was a warning. For the same year, Oliver Cromwell invaded Scotland and captured Edinburgh Castle after the Lang Siege. I'm, I'm not being funny, but like, how is that a warning? <laughs> like, multiple sources are like, this was a warning. Well, I've read uh, about the drummer because I, I thought it was funny. Like, I think it's funny how 
fixated they are on music and I'm like maybe they should all like try and get a gig at the fringe together or something <laughs> <laughs> anyway what I read about the drummer was that he like always appeared before like times of war and obviously because there's not been a lot of war recently in Edinburgh no one mm-hmm. has seen him a lot yeah but like apparently maybe- they do say like if the drummer's seen again because I think he was seen they do. Some sources say the last time he was seen was before Oliver Cromwell invaded Scotland, and then others say that he was seen like before Culloden. He might have been seen, but that has nothing to do with. And also, like, what came first, Oliver Cromwell or Culloden? That feels like something I should can. I think Culloden was later, later than sixteen fifty. Yeah, it was because yeah. it was in like seventeen hundred. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, if the drummer boy is seen again. Ill luck is to befall the castle and we'll be under war again, but I feel like that's highly unlikely. Yeah, like who's gonna have war from a castle, you know? Yeah. Who does that? That's so like sixteen (laughs) hundreds. You have a fun one though. You have one that's more fun than the drummer boy. (laughs) Although I do think the drummer boy's so stupid, like the drummer boy. Oh my god, he has no head. <laughs> oh, I just noticed that myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right, tell uh, me about your one. So basically, there is lore suggesting that um, a prisoner um, wanted to escape Edinburgh Castle so bad that he tried to do it in a dung cart, <laughs> um, which obviously, like, was rolling poop around. you know (laughs) and I was I was thinking like would you be that desperate but like Edinburgh Castle was like notorious for like having brutal dungeons and torture and like a party it was like I don't know going to polo or something (laughs) (laughs) but um allegedly he went in the dung cart expecting to be like okay I'll be like dumped off like into like a soft pile of poo and run away and I'm like first of all if you were being tortured at Edinburgh Dungeon like, I get that, like, modern medicine not so such a thing in these times and, like, torture uh-huh. times, but, like, you would have died of sepsis anyway. <laughs> I know. There also, no like, if you, if you thought you were going to get tipsy at a dung cart onto, like, a, another pile of shit and that you could just run away, I, I'm sure, like, because you would have to run out the castle gate and all the way down the Royal Mile, because there's no other way out of Edinburgh Castle, you would be st- covered in shit stinking as shit you would just be re-arrested yeah because they would be like this is clearly a madman we'll have to incarcerate him (laughs) probably leave you like that as well so you would i know you're gonna get sprayed off with a hose but also it's like like would you not just sink into the pile like then you just drown in shit anyway that's nastiness (laughs) um what happened to him well he wasn't um put into a nice soft pile the cart was actually just like um tipped off of the the (laughs) rock so he was just like thrown to his death which i guess like that's faster than being tortured or drowning and shit so i guess he actually did get a more merciful ending when you think about it it is thought that now it's like noted that sometimes people get a waft of dung in the air like near the castle walls oh yes this is definitely shite. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to get what reference that is, please look up. Smells like shite. Chewing the fat. <laughs> and we'll post we'll post the clip on 
<laughs> on Instagram, but it's the funniest clip featuring the fact it's just this woman go. <laughs> Yes, that's definitely shade. I smell shade. Uh, it said, though, that you only smell this ghost when hearts are playing for some reason. Don't know why. But... <laughs> uh, no, but if you ever get the weapon dung in the air, um, you'll get the sense that this man is about to try and push you over the wall. Apparently. <gasps> I know, oh, right? Wow. Wow. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. More believable. Very calm. It's actually Mary Queen of Scots. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have one that's my last one. So and this feels like it, it's a bit like it's like a tourist kind of people pleaser one. Yeah. But have you ever been to Edinburgh Castle? Yeah. Like actually in Edinburgh Castle. Yeah. Yeah, so at the top of Edinburgh Castle, there's a wee garden space like next to the one o'clock gun that's a dug graveyard, like a pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. This is a soldier's dog cemetery that dates back to 1837. And dugs that were regimental mascots or belonged to distinguished soldiers are buried there. And you can see their names, like if you looked in, like for the castle was into the wee pet cemetery. And it's, I can't remember any of the names off the top of my head, but like it's all like Fido and stuff like that. <laughs> Like they're kids, right? <laughs> Peggy, <laughs> Peggy's my dog. Um, but according to some visitors, there's a ghost, a scruffy black dog that has been seen wandering around the wee pet cemetery. Can you take any guess as to what they're trying to say this dog is? No, not grey fries, Bobby. Yep, <laughs> really fucking annoying, isn't it? Like I'm not being funny, but like grey fries, Bobby was like a tiny wee scruffy black dog what is he like uh, he's some kind of terrier yeah um but like imagine that like greyfriars bobby finishing his shift crying at his master's grave in greyfriars kirk which is like a fair's walk for a dog to get up the mile to edinburgh castle and then just hang about somewhere like it just doesn't make sense like there's no way for greyfriars bobby to ever have visited edinburgh castle <laughs> i find this very cheap <laughs> like if I was going to make up a story which this is clearly is made up about a dog haunt in Edinburgh Castle like surely you would make up something like it was like a hellhound or something like that Like, yeah, be more creative I beg yeah dog out of hell hellhound like just more whimsy more whimsy more logic <laughs> I've <laughs> seen that and I was like, like one of the tunnels from wait I'll make one up right now one of the tunnels from Edinburgh Castle that goes underneath through the old town that's underneath the city leads straight to hell and it said that uh, a hellhound haunts Edinburgh Castle because it came and up you can from... hear faint barking when you're next to a bagpipe player on the Royal Mail <laughs> <laughs> from three See, heads from three it's, heads it's, <laughs> it's Severus actually <laughs> it's not that hard like it's genuinely not that hard to make up a good story about like a haunted dog but no. that's that's all we've got like if if um you do watch like ghost hunting shows and like look up like the most haunted places in europe like yeah, edinburgh castle ghost hunter alien hunter tv yeah. show i need to watch right. that that's this show <laughs> <laughs> they just but like every time they're like edinburgh castle is one of the most haunted places on earth and i was like edinburgh yes I like I can get done without because Edinburgh is creepy, but Edinburgh the Castle. Castle. I'm gonna need them to like let like me shite. in. <laughs> it smells like shite. I'm gonna need them to let me in so I can like hunt ghosts. We should have went. We should have did what we did for the Sterling Castle ghosts. Let's do it anyway. 
Let's do it anyway. But I don't know. We'll do Glamis Castle next in our wee ghosty castle series because Glamis Castle is like genuinely frightening. Like it has like a really scary story attached to it, which I would be quite excited today. Mm-hmm. But this has been our like little quick girly episode about the ghosts of Edinburgh Castle. If you want notifications about our merch coming out, I would suggest like either turning notifications on on Twitter or Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod, and then the merch store will be live hopefully by the end of the week at the creepywepodcast.co.uk. There's like a full merch store, but it would be nice if you can tag us in any pictures she's taken your t-shirts and stuff. I'll maybe post one of me in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can get some attention. <laughs> so That's I can make up for that busted picture that got put up. <laughs> so I can get so like I can redeem myself for the horrible picture that got put up of you at the Heim concert. <laughs> like everybody thought that I was Christy. They were like, surely like the other person that hosts this podcast has to be as hot as Liam is. <laughs> so I know that, mean- that picture too. It's fine. Christy was the only <laughs> presentable person. <laughs> no. Um. That's us. We'll be back in two weeks for another episode. Thanks. Bye. What you waiting? What you waiting? What you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.